It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Thursday, November the 2nd edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we preview the Dolphins' first Sunday night football game in seven years. It's been seven years since they last played on NBC Sunday Night Football. Miami welcomes the Oakland Raiders to town, so we'll get a preview and prediction of that game. And also, what are the best primetime games in recent Dolphins memory? But first, before all that, I have to remind you guys to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, wherever you get your podcast from. Go ahead, drop us a five-star rating, write us a nice little review. Those subscriptions, ratings, reviews are how podcasters are judged. The more we get, the higher up the iTunes chart we go, and the more it exposes us to more Dolphins. So we appreciate that help and all that support, guys. Also, don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports family of podcasts, including the Locked On NFL podcast and Locked On Heat podcast for local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Lastly, follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL, follow the show at LockedOnFins, and check out LockedOnDolphins.com, the official blog of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. We have plenty of pieces up on the site already and more coming out. We're going to talk about Kenyon Drake and some additions to the running game and what the Dolphins offense might look like moving forward from this point forward. So every day of the week, we have you covered here at the Locked On Dolphins Network. Before we get into this game preview, we're going to talk about Pro Football Focus real quick. As you guys know by now, the drill, you can win yourself a free PFF Edge subscription by writing review on this podcast, on Apple Podcasts, and leave your Twitter handle in the review for a chance to win a free PFF Edge subscription. PFF is the premier site when it comes to player grades, positional ranks, snap counts. They have all the fancy projections, rankings, tools, and charts you guys could ever dream of. For you NFL draft nicks, they have NFL draft news, coverage, stats, college stats, all the good stuff you could ask for from there. And then also the team pages, specifically the Miami Dolphins page, is fantastic for any Dolphins fan. Follow them at PFF underscore Miami for your chance to win that free PFF Edge subscription. Again, leave a review on the podcast and leave your Twitter handle in that review. All right, so believe it or not, the Dolphins do play a football game on Sunday despite all the negative comments and notes around the team right now surrounding the team after the Jay Ajayi trade, after Adam Gaze basically being hung out to dry by a lot of the fan base. They are going to play a game, and it's going to be a game where they can possibly get themselves to 5-3 and three at the midway point, would be on pace to match last year's 10-6 and six record, which would also probably be good enough for a playoff spot. So a big game from that standpoint. I know that a lot of fans are down on the team, but they're going to go ahead and play. And reinforcements are coming by way of the injury report. A lot of players return to practice today for the Dolphins. 
most notably Jay Cutler and Devontae Parker, both full participants in practice. Defensive end William Hayes did not play in practice on Wednesday, and Andre Branch was limited, so everyone else back on the practice field, Jermon Bushrod and Mike Pouncey, both full participants. So right now, just Will Hayes did not practice, and Andre Branch, a limited practice participant. So the Dolphins getting healthy, out coming out of the mini-bye week and getting back into the flow of things, and looking to get a victory over the Oakland Raiders, who have injuries of their own. Starting right guard Gabe Jackson did not participate in practice. He had an ankle injury in their last game over the Buffalo Bills. Two cornerbacks, Demetrius McRae and Garyon Conley, both not practicing, but returning back to practice for the Bills. Another cornerback, David Amerson, who was actually sat down in a game a couple of weeks ago, and safety, Carl Joseph. So they're getting some guys back as well. Still got some injuries there. But these teams both, for the most part, pretty healthy coming into this game, and both teams really needing a win. The Oakland Raiders coming off of a game in Buffalo where they pretty much got ran and taken to the shed by the Bills at home. And the Raiders will stay on the East Coast this week, or they are currently on the East Coast, to stay there for that game. We know how tough that can be for teams to do the back-to-back travel. Miami did it last year in the California road trip where they got down to San Diego as well as Los Angeles, played the Chargers and the Rams, got two wins, although the second game against the Rams was not exactly error-free, so to speak. A lot of sloppy play in that game up until the fourth quarter, so it can be really tough on a team to be away from home that long. We saw it with the Dolphins and going to L.A., to New York, to London this year. Raiders have to do the same thing, coming over to the East Coast for a game with the Bills and now with the Dolphins, so going to be the back end of a very long road trip for the Raiders. going to be tough for them to overcome that, and yet still, with all those things considered, the Dolphins are three-point dogs at home in primetime against a team that is three and five and has all these circumstances going against them, and they are just not playing very good football, and you start with their offense which was a dominant group last year, a dominant unit last year on offense, a good downfield passing game. Derek Carr really relied on those big-time playmaking receivers and Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree to go from high-point footballs. Seth Roberts had a great year. The running game was very going very good with Jalen Rashad, as well as DeAndre Washington. They bring in beast mode this year, Marshawn Lynch. He has not really worked out the way they'd hoped he would. He's looking long in the tooth, and the offensive line has not played the way they'd hoped they, that it would either. On that offensive line, the rough parts they have had have not come from the guard positions, and that's Gabe Jackson as well as Kalecchio Semele, who has not lived up to his first-year performance with the Raiders coming over in free agency from the Baltimore Ravens. He has been a little bit down this year, and Gabe Jackson, the great guard there, has been a little bit banged up as well, and he might not play in this game. We'll see what happens with him, but that offensive line has had its issues. The center, Rodney Hudson, has been reportedly underperforming. Right tackle Marshall Newhouse has not played very well, and left tackle Donald Penn looks a little bit slower this year. He had an injury late in the year last year, just not quite getting the job done. They're not getting a lot of push on the offensive line, so that's where Miami has a chance to really control this game with their defensive line, what they can do to different teams with their different formations and their the fresh bodies they can rotate in and out of there. And Dominic and Sue dominate in the middle. Cam Wake coming off the edge. And Cam Wake going up against Marshall Newhouse is a big advantage for the Dolphins because he doesn't really have that quick step that you need to be able to handle Cameron Wake. And then also, I think Charles Harris could get into this game and get involved a little bit, attacking Donald Penn on the left tackle side. I think that their versatility and their speed can give those guys a little bit of problem. So Derek Carr should be under a little bit of pressure in this game. And it's going to be up to that Miami secondary to go ahead and handle these Raiders receivers that have been slower this year, at least Amari Cooper, until the Chiefs game where he broke out. But they haven't been as dominant as last year. And Derek Carr has been more prone to the turnover. His yards per attempt average is still low, like it always pretty much has been his entire career. So the Raiders' offense is not this juggernaut we had thought it was going to be. With Marshawn Lynch coming back, I've always felt that he really disturbed the balance of that offense as well as the running game. And that Rashad and Washington were better players to begin with, or Richard, however you say Jalen Richard's last name. They were better players and gave the Raiders' offense more juice in the running game than Marshawn Lynch did, missing a whole year out of football, coming back and just kind of wants to do his thing where he parties with the people of Oakland. Not really that dedicated to football, so not worried about him, but the Raiders, from an offensive standpoint, if you can prevent the big play, they're going to be in rough shape if they can't get the big play against the Dolphins' defense, and I'm not sure that they're going to be able to because you have to be able to hold up in pass protection and get the ball down the field, and I think with the Dolphins' pass rush, they should be able to disturb that and cause some problems for the Raiders' offense. 
Uh, guys, before we dive onto the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders, I got to tell you guys about mybookie.ag, the sponsor of this podcast. And what people have always asked me about betting on sports is who do I have in the game? And what I've always told them is what's as important as the team you bet on is where you bet through. And it could not be more true. And that's why I always trust mybookie.ag. Mybookie has been in business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. It's just two business days. Seriously unheard of in this industry, guys. So you know who's going to win the game. Lay down some big cash and win big today. At mybookie.ag, you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and mybookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use promo code Locked On. That is promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And that's going to do it for the live reads on this podcast. This is the Locked On Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL, at Locked On Fins, and LockedOnDolphins.com. Check out all that stuff for your daily Dolphins content on the Locked On Dolphins podcast network. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about this Raiders defense here a little bit and where they excel and where they struggle. And there has been a struggle for the Raiders throughout the course of the entire season. The Raiders rush and pass defense, both bottom 10 in the NFL going into this game. And where they struggle is in the secondary particularly. The cornerback position has been something of a struggle for this team. They did bring back Sean Smith, the kind of bust free agent cornerback, and David Amerson, their big ticket uh, re-signed player coming over from the Redskins a couple years ago, was originally not a very good player out of college with the Redskins, comes over to Oakland, has a nice year, gets a contract, and he was actually benched in a game a couple weeks ago. So he's had a rough time getting acclimated back into the system. And there's just not a lot of quick twitch and a lot of good movement in that secondary. So the Dolphins should be able to get the Raiders on some one-on-one positions or one-on-one opportunities, I should say, to get some chances to move the ball through the passing game and kind of expand the passing game in the way they want to do. And I think that's going to be kind of the plan in this game as they try to work in Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams in this running game. And just keeping Khalil Mack off of Jay Cutler and keeping him out of the backfield would be the best way to go ahead and neutralize this team. They do have a stout defensive tackle in Eddie Vanderdose. He's been playing very well this year. The Dolphins are going to have to find a way to get him taken care of. And it'll be curious to see how they do that because they might go a little less outside zone where he can kind of get in the teeth of the, the Dolphins' offensive line and get by Mike Pouncey and Jesse Davis and Jermon Bushrod and just try to get him handled so he's not disrupting the game so much like he has done to other teams and I think the Dolphins by doing in more inside zone maybe a little bit of more gap scheme and throwing the football to the running backs they've been one of the teams that has thrown to the backs the least in the NFL this year and that has a lot to do with Jay Ajayi and his lack of ability to catch the football they had a lot of drops not a lot of yards made in the passing game as a running back so Drake and Williams give you a little bit more in that area I expect the Dolphins to attack that way try to neutralize this Raiders pass rush 
by throwing the ball to the backs out of the backfield, set up some more screen plays to the running backs rather than those receiver screens that just never work for the Dolphins, do more running back screen stuff, and then start taking advantage of one-on-one opportunities and try to hit some big plays in the running game. So Adam Gase talked a lot about his press conference talking about how he wants this team to be in more third and six or less, which has not been the case all year. They've been third and 11, third and 12 far too often, and he really took some, took some shots at Jay Ajayi by saying that he was trying to hit the home runs and not getting enough yards to keep his offense and manageable third down so not being a team player in that sense not doing his job going for the home runs I expect Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams to run very hard and try to get those tough yards to get him in second and seven and then third and four and get these manageable third downs for the Dolphins so expect to see that expect the passing game to set up the running game for the Dolphins against this Raiders defense gonna have to go ahead and neutralize like I said uh, Khalil Mack as well as Bruce Irvin some good pass rushers there once they can do that and they can start getting maybe get a lead and start running the ball a little bit better there so I think the Dolphins actually are set up pretty well in this game the Raiders don't do a lot of things well right now. They aren't running the ball well. They aren't really throwing the ball all that well outside of a couple of games and, and a couple of big plays to the receivers. And then the defense also has not had its best of luck either in terms of stopping points and stopping the run or stopping the pass. Just been a rough year for the Raiders so far, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon, although they're running into a team right now in Miami that everyone in the NFL pretty much thinks that they're a 1-16, but they are 4-3. and three. So because of all that, because of all the negative stuff from the Dolphins, because of this message sent to the locker room, because of an alteration in the way the offense plays and their scheme and getting rid of a guy that was a team uh, deemed a bad character guy, I think Miami's going to win this game. As for a score on this game, I'm going to go ahead and say Miami takes it 27-23 to over the Raiders, gets to 5-3, and three, and ends all this negative stuff that's been going around around the Dolphins for over a week now. As we are here on Thursday on the Locked On Dolphins podcast network talking about the Dolphins versus the Raiders. And before we get into our next segment here, just want to talk about Adam Gaze's presser a little bit more that I referenced earlier in the episode and just talk about some of the things he said about Jarvis Landry and Jay Ajayi. And he mentioned that he told Jarvis Landry a long time ago that he wasn't going anywhere, he wasn't going to be traded, that they have a vision for what this receiver room looks like and what they want to look like, and Jarvis Landry is a big part of that. So I think that Adam Gage really stuck his neck out there for Jarvis Landry and made a point that he wants him to be here long term. Obviously, the contract will be something we'll have to deal with in the offseason, but I don't think that Jarvis Landry is going anywhere. I think that's been the case for a long time now where Gaze doesn't want any part of trading him. Obviously, if you're going to butt heads with the coach like Ajayi did, you will get shipped out of town. It doesn't matter the talent level, but... He did make it a point to reference a few times about kind of some of the negative things that Ajayi brought, how they butt heads a few times and how there was a bit of a struggle to get things to go the right way with him and to get him to do his job. And like I mentioned, getting behind the change on third down was a big a big part of the offensive struggling and talking about the way that Ajayi was trying to hit those home runs. So I think that the Dolphins will respond to their head coach the way they always kind of have the last couple, last year and a half, I should say. They are a team that takes on the personality of its head coach. They're a bunch of dogs, a bunch of alpha guys that get out there and, and really wear their emotions on their sleeves. I think they're going to respond to this. That's why I'm pretty pretty confident in this game going into it, even though the Raiders possess their own or present their own types of challenges on the offensive side of the ball as well as on the defensive side of the ball with the pass rush. I just think they're in a tough spot on the East Coast for back-to-back games. Their season's really in kind of a, a whirlwind right now. If they didn't beat the Chiefs on that Thursday night game, they'd be 2-5 and five right now, really struggling. So they're off to a rough start. And if they can't get this one under their belt, it's going to be even worse than going back home. It's just a tough spot for them on the East Coast back-to-back week. So Miami wins this one 27-23 and silences a bunch of critics in the process. All right, and before I wrap up the podcast here, the Locked On Dolphins podcast presented by mybookie.ag, I want to talk about some of the best primetime games in Dolphins recent history just because we don't really get that many of them, at least on the Sunday night stage, which is the primetime stage. That's the biggest game you want. So I want to go back to 2000 and 
till now and talk about the best primetime games that I can recall. And if I left a couple off, you guys, please hit me up on Twitter at Wingfield NFL at Lockdown Fans. Tell me your thoughts on which games are your favorite from the primetime stretch over the last 17 years for the Dolphins. And I wrote down five, not in any particular order. The 2002 Sunday night game in Denver over the Broncos, beating that team to go to 5-1 and one with the awesome Melinda Mari field goal. The 2004 win over the Patriots on Monday night, the awesome A.J. Feely game where the Dolphins beat the eventual Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. 2001 opening night against Tennessee Titans. That was a Sunday night game where Zach Thomas had the famous pick six where he did a flip into the end zone. That was a great game, a great win for the Dolphins back then. 2013, the walk-off sack by Cameron Wake over the Cincinnati Bengals on Halloween. What a great game that was for the Dolphins organization at the time, right before Bullygate. And then, of course, 2009, the win over the New York Jets. Ronnie Brown's game-winning touchdown with about six seconds to go in that game, knocking off Rex Ryan and the New York Jets. So if you guys have any objections to those picks, please let me know on Twitter. I want to talk to you guys about it and see what you think. And hopefully we can relive some of those great memories in a Sunday night victory over the Oakland Raiders as the Dolphins try to get out of this negative limelight from the media and move forward. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating review. Check out the other Lockdown Sports podcast for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show at Lockdown Fins. And check out LockdownDolphins.com. Be back on Monday with a recap edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast presented by MyBookie.ag, your daily dose of Dolphins football. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.